Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey guys, you want to last longer in bed without having to worry about lasting longer in bed? Then you need to try my sponsor, Promescence Delay Spray. Okay, their delay spray is not going to totally numb you out and it's not going to transfer to your partner. It's just going to take the edge off so you could come at the same time as your girl without having to worry about it. And for your girl, they have a whole woman's line of products. I use the warming gel. I fucking love it. It's my personal fave. They also have a supplement called Vitaflux, which I really love too. And it's for men and women. They also sell lube and condoms and sex toys. You just need to go to their website and check them out. They have everything you need for a really hot night of SEX. And just for listening to my show, I'm going to give you 15% off that hot night of sex. <laughs> All you got to use do is go to delayspray.com and use my discount code strictlyanon15. That's delayspray.com. Use my discount code strictlyanon15 for 15% off your first order. Or just go to the description, click on the link, and 15% is going to be automatically applied at checkout. Promescent backs up their products with a 60-day money-back guarantee, and your package is going to arrive discreetly. Thanks, Promescent, for sponsoring this episode. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host. Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow the Strictly Anonymous Podcast, follow the show on Instagram or Twitter at Strict Anonymous. If you want to be on the show, send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. I also have a new 24-hour hotline that you could call in and tell me your secrets, your confession while remaining anonymous. Call me from a block number if you want. I don't really care. Make up a name and talk. Uh, those confessions I will be for right now posting on my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. And in the future, I'll probably be putting those together as episodes or something. I'm going to do something with that content. But if you have something that you want to get off your back and tell me on the DL while remaining anonymous, I will be changing everyone's voices. Call my hotline 24 seven. The number is 347 Four two zero three five seven nine. That's four two zero. I that's fuck. I always do that. That's three four seven four two zero three five seven nine. That number will be in the description. Uh, call in if you want. Um, okay, so let's get to this week's episode because it's so good. Okay, this week I talked to Katie and she called in because she was like, "Oh, you know, I'm dating this married guy and his wife." Okay, that's the title of the episode. 
But let me tell you, the way the story unfolds is super interesting because Kiki like comes in saying one thing and then I ask her more questions and I get so much information. Uh, I talk about how she's like just very naive to her own story and her own background. And so it the story unfolds in such an interesting way because of that. Does that make sense? I think I use the word interesting too much. But anyway, this is like such a great episode. She, yeah, she is seeing a married guy. She's been seeing him for a long time. And she sees the wife too, mostly him, but her too. They all have sex. She's done a lot of stuff in her past. That's the stuff that unfolds in a crazy way. Uh, how did she find out the guy was married? Was he upfront about it at first? What exactly do they do? What has she done in her past? She's going to answer all those questions. I'm not going to tell you any of this stuff now because I don't want to ruin it. I want you to be as surprised with all of the stuff as I was because like I said, one of the most entertaining things about the story was the way it unfolded. Do not worry. I get to all of the story by the end. But there are twists and turns because I do ask questions and she says other things so we go down one direction and I don't want people to get mad and be like, oh, like why do you keep interrupting her? Because trust me, me interrupting her makes her reveal so much more. But like I said, don't worry. You, We wind up getting back to the whole husband and wife story. But in the middle, we get into a lot of her backstory, which happens to be very interesting and naughty too. Oh, and if you want to see pictures of her, she did send me in some anonymous pics. Sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is in the description. Okay, so sit back, relax, enjoy the ride, because you will. I'm going to be right back on with Katie. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Uh, hey, Katie. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. How are you today? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good. I know because we spoke a little bit before that you're hiding out in a parking lot talking to me. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know. Cheating sex in parking lots and people calling me up in parking lots. There's nothing more funny to me. Only because I think like, you know, people are driving by would just like never have any idea what you're doing. Exactly. You know. So anyway, Katie, you are calling in. What I know about you is that you are quote unquote girlfriend to a swinger couple. So like I'm assuming you're a unicorn, but when you say you're a girlfriend, I'm like maybe this is also a poly thing going on. What is the deal with the swinger couple and you? Yeah, so that's um kind of my my role in their relationship is is they refer to me as their girlfriend. Um we've been connected I guess a little over two years now. And um yeah, so he and I met um, individually and kind of hit it off, and uh, I met his wife maybe three or four weeks later, and the three of us have been, you know, friends ever since. Friends, quote-unquote, like a hookup friend, yeah. <laughs> right? That's yeah, so, so typically he and I, he and I play together, um, you know, most. She and I don't necessarily interact a great deal. But the three of us spend time together. We, you know, all hang out as a as a little trio. Um, sometimes we get together and, you know, there's no sex involved at all. It's more like a, you know, a friendship. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of where we're at. 
Okay, so let's start at the beginning. How old are you okay. too? Because you sound super young. I don't know how you, how old you're going to sound when I change your voice, but you know, without the voice change, <laughs> you sound really young. And then tell me how old they are, and then you know, start the story off when you how you met him. So, so I'm forty, actually. Oh my god, you sound like and... you're twenty three. <laughs> yeah, so I'm forty, and um, he's forty five, mm-hmm. and he's thirty five. Okay. Yeah. So when when we met, I, I met him. We had matched on a dating app, and um, I had, you know, I had never considered anything non-monogamous before ever. Um, I grew up really expecting that, like, you know, a goal was to find my person and to get married, and um, and that was going to be it forever. And um, and so when when we met. Um, it was like, the, and this sounds so cheesy, but it really was like the best first date I had ever been on. We, um, when we matched and we were, you know, chit-chatting back and forth and a couple of phone calls and um, just really hit it off. And when we finally met in person, it was just, you know, it was a great night and um, ended with, you know, I, we ended up hooking up in the backseat of his, his car in the parking lot. <laughs> Oh, my favorite. Before we we drove home. So, you know, but at the time, I had no idea he was married. He he did not disclose that. And um, which for people in the lifestyle, when they find out about that, it's kind of frustrating. Most people are a little more open about their situation, you know, before meeting up with anybody else. But yeah, like I said, I didn't I didn't know um, until the next day when, um, he said, you know, Hey, sorry, uh, I lied. Um, (laughs) where I'm actually married, we're swingers, you know, she knows about everything. Um, I understand if you don't want to talk to me again, but you know, I hope that you'll at least hear me out. And, um, yeah, like I'll, I'll, I'll give you a call when I get off work. (laughs) So that was the text message I got. So, um, Wait, but before we, you fast forward after that, I just want to analyze okay. this part of things. Sure. So how did, that's a little fucked up, right? I think. It is a hundred percent. And like, so how did you initially feel? Like he says that, is that like a sucker punch to you? Because like you just fucked him in oh. the car in the back seat. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, when, when we met and this, after this date, yeah, I, I thought, oh my God, like this is the guy, you know, it was like, I mean, it was that great of a first date. Right. And when, um, when I got, and then after, you know, we hook up in the backseat of his car and we, you know, had to drive individually home and he called me on the way home and we talked the entire way home and we talked until we went to bed that night. Like it was such a great night. And so then when he sent me that text message the next day, um, that just said, Hey, yeah, you know, here's the deal. I was, I was devastated. I mean, and that's like not even an exaggeration. I was devastated. Of course, because here you are a girl on a dating app, a woman, right? You're Mm -hmm. 40, you're single. So you're looking most likely on that dating app, not just for a fuck buddy. He's in your age range. You're thinking, I want a relationship. You have Mm -hmm. the best date ever. So in your girl mind, this is how all girls are, me included, every other girl listening, you're like, oh, this is my guy. This is is the one I'm going to be with. Everything is so perfect. You know, all the stars align. That's hard to find. It's not easy for anybody, I think, to find that person that you have that 
great mm-hmm. first date where everything lines right. up and everything clicks. And it did with him to the point where you did mm-hmm. fuck him in the backseat. Like, now let me ask you this because everybody has different rules and regulations. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. my, you know, like, how did it wind up that you guys fucked in the car? Like, were you at a bar or were you ha- did you have dinner together and yeah, then you so went we, in the car? <laughs> yeah, so we had met up um, just to have a quick drink. At a, at a, we were at a restaurant that had a bar attached to it. So we mm-hmm. were sitting at the bar and we, um, you know, having a drink and then, you know, we just kind of clicked. And so then we ordered some, some food and we had a couple more drinks and, um, yeah, so we ended up being there for hours Yeah, and, and then, yeah, we walked out to the parking lot to, to head home and, um, kind of started making out and then, yeah, and then ended up in the back seat. <laughs> Right, and you went all the way, totally had sex with him. Mm-hmm. Did you use a condom? I just have to ask. So, yes, that yeah, that time we did. Okay, so you wind up in the backseat. It's just hot and heavy. You just get taken with it, and it's so great, and the chemistry is there mm-hmm. that you bang him. In the backseat, he's texting you, and like you said, this is you struck gold because here he is. It's mm-hmm. not like he just like blew you off. He's Now he's texting you. He's like, yep. right? The sex was great. Yeah, yes. So, yeah, and, um, you know, yeah, and then when I went to bed that night, I knew he had to work the next morning. So, you know, we had talked on the phone the way all the way home, you know, and, until we went, got in bed. And then he had said he would text me the next day when, when he got off work, which is when he sent me that the text that said, you know, hey, sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, yeah. And, and included in that text was, hey, and actually now I have to work overtime, so... Um, I'm not going to be able to, you know, call until after six. And so I had to sit there for about five or six hours sitting on this text message. Yeah, that was the second thing that I thought was like fucked up that and that's very, you know, guy like behavior. Sorry, guys. Okay, all yell at me, but you know, you do it. Okay, I once was Mm -hmm. told very bad news from a guy that I was with. It was like probably the worst news I could have got. Uh, And he told he was like, meet me at Starbucks. And I'm like, this is a little weird because he doesn't drink coffee. Right. And then we meet at Mm -hmm. Starbucks and he's like, let's go for a walk. There's literally a blizzard outside, a blizzard (laughs) outside of New York City, like stage four blizzard, like stay home. We're walking. And then he tells me the worst news I've ever heard. I'm like, why the fuck are you telling me this out here? And you know why they're doing that? Because they're so afraid of the confrontation that they do whatever <laughs> they can to not have it. I was like, that's yeah. bullshit. And that's what that guy did. That's why he sent you that text because he's like, okay, mm-hmm. she's going to freak out when I tell her. Yeah. So let her freak out and give her five hours before. <laughs> so I, then, you know, by the time I talked to her, I could hopefully clean up this mess. They're so exactly. obvious. All right. Yes. Well, it does work because yeah. he did get you back. So, okay, so five <laughs> hours goes by. Now, let me ask you this typical girl question. Did you, had you like, texted your friends and been like, oh, my God, I had the best date with this guy. Then now you have to tell him that, like, the next day he texted you. Like, did anyone go on this ride with you or did you keep this all yourself, to yourself? No, at this point, I had not. I had not talked to anybody about the date. Okay. At that point. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's a big secret. You know, now you're sucker punched. He tells you you're waiting five hours and then what happens? Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast 
at gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Yeah. So then, um, you know, he had said, hey, I'll give you a call when I get off work. You know, if you answer, great, and we'll, we'll talk. If you don't, I understand, and, and you know, I'll leave you alone. And, um, and so I, by the time he called me, I answered. But you know how, like, sometimes you're just um, – you had almost, I had almost so many questions and so many things I wanted to say. You don't really know even where to start. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's how I felt. Yeah. You know, I just didn't even know where to begin. And, um, uh, and so, yeah, he called and just said, you know, um, I'm sure, you know, you're mad, which obviously I was mad. And, um, and then he just kind of let me know how their relationship works. And I had never, I probably met people who were swingers or who were at least sort of, you know, in the periphery of a lifestyle like that, but just didn't know it. Yeah. So he was the first person I ever had really spoken to who was a part of any lifestyle that wasn't just, you know, this sort of monogamous thing that I expected everyone did. Yeah. And so, you know, he kind of let me know how their relationship works and, um, he clarified some statements he had made on our date, you know, like I knew he had been involved in the lifestyle previous in, a, in like a previous relationship. I did not know obviously that he was currently involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, he, you know, basically the way that it works for the two of them is, um, they, they play together, but they also play separately. So when they opened up their relationship, um, he had been in the relation or he had been in the uh, lifestyle before and she had not been. And so when they opened up their, their relationship and kind of started um, experimenting together, what worked for her was to have more long-term people on the side that she hung out with and hooked up with. And then he had never really had a situation like that. He preferred to have people that were just sort of casual connections um, that didn't like stick around too terribly long. And then when they, they actually moved closer to where I live from, um, down in Southern California up to NorCal. And that's when I met them. And so he, I think he was kind of thinking along those same lines that it would be, it would end up being this more casual short-term connection. And, and, uh, after we, you know, talked a little bit more and, uh, I, you know, kind of got over the initial anger that I was feeling, um, yeah, we've been, you know, hooking up or whatever for a little over two years now. Okay. But before you get to the end of the story, mm-hmm. let's stick it sure. where it is right now. So he tells you, you know, when you start out that conversation, you're really mad. Uh, did oh, he yeah. give you a reason why he didn't tell you? I mean, it's, it's like a classic bait and switch. I mean, but did he mm-hmm. tell you, like, did he explain why, what was his reasoning? Uh, his reasoning was because he didn't think that I would have met him, you know, mm-hmm. I would have never met him in person, which would have been true. Yeah. You know, like I had never, 
considered anything outside of a monogamous relationship before, mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I definitely would not have met up with him. So he felt like instead of doing what I think typical people would do in the lifestyle, which is like put Mm -hmm. an ad out within that community so people know exactly what they're getting. He went out, did a bait and switch, and it worked. It it, it did eventually, yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, when you say eventually, you know, how long do you have that conversation for? You must have had a million questions about the wife now that you know that she's around. And how do you deal with your jealousy if there ever was any that would come up about her and him? You know, I'm just, you know, you've been with him for two years, so I wonder... Do you eventually feel feelings from, you know, now I have a million mm-hmm. questions. <laughs> so when, when he started, when he explained the situation, one of my initial thoughts was, are you just saying this? Is this just some elaborate story so that I'm exactly. Yeah. So that I'm like, okay, never mind. I'm not interested. Like if you didn't have a great time yesterday, just tell me, you don't have to come up with this huge excuse as to like why things aren't going to work. I don't know. No, I no, like no. I would have thought that. I also would think. Right? What, my, no, well, no, I don't get, I get that angle. That's a little paranoid. <laughs> yeah. But that he's making yeah. this all up just to get out of the day with you. <laughs> no, the other angle I would think as a suspicious person, you know, I would think maybe he's lying and he is wife doesn't know but he's Mm -hmm. tell you know he's letting me slowly he's like the bait and switch is going to go on whereas he's I'm never going to meet that wife and you know Mm -hmm. and he's gonna just tell me he has one so it relieves his guilt a little bit but she doesn't really know about it but he's telling me she does you Mm -hmm. see what I'm saying Uh, no I could totally see that too yeah yeah yeah, like that's what I thought was maybe that would have been my first instinct because so I would like wonder how soon after you guys a, a, agree to keep seeing each other, do you meet the wife and you know what, how, how do you get to know more about her? Mm-hmm. So we met about um, a month later. So, but when he first told me and, and kind of laid out the parameters of like how I would fit into that situation, yeah. I was not interested. I, you know, because again, for me, the, uh, a goal was that I wanted to at some point get married and I wanted yeah. to meet my person. And, yeah. um, and I couldn't see how that, how being in this relationship with him got me to that point. Of course. And because, you know, when push comes to shove, she has veto power. So she could decide at any time that, you know, she didn't want him to see me anymore um, or that it wasn't going to work. And, and so our connection was kind of at her mercy and that kind of made me uncomfortable as well. Mm-hmm. And, and then, you know, there was no end. There was no, like, mm-hmm. you know, we couldn't be anything more than just, you know, friends who, who hook up. And no, to so me, I that's actually not- worse because there is an end. That's more mm-hmm. some, of something that actually does have an end. The end is you could only go to this place. There's exactly. like a ceiling right. and you can't go. And that's hard to do because, mm-hmm. With emotions, there is you you can't really put a lock and key on those to a certain point. That's why, you know, I can't wait till the story goes further because you're doing this for two years. So you must have gone through so much to, you know, so keep going. (laughs) Right. So we decided that night that I was not I was not interested. And I didn't hear from him for a couple of days. And maybe four or five days later, he reached out one day and said, you know, I, I get it. I understand why you're mad. Like 
I'm not, I don't hold it against you. I don't blame you. That was totally on me. But could you at least just think more about it? You know, you know, we get along. We had a great time. The sex was great. You know, um, can we try to at least see where this goes? And I wasn't, you know, I wasn't super open to it at the time, but since I had talked to him, you know, earlier that week, I had done a lot more reading about how this works for Mm -hmm. couples and swingers and what it looks like to be non-monogamous and how that works for different people. And it was eye-opening to me because Mm -hmm. again, like, like I said, I didn't know anybody in this lifestyle or who had even dabbled in this lifestyle. So, um, so yeah, I had learned a little bit more where it was at least a little more, um, open, I guess. Yeah. I wasn't just totally like, no, this is never going to happen ever. So we talked a little bit more and, um, agreed to, to meet up again. And this guy, let me tell uh, you, he must have, I don't know if you give really good head or he smelled like, or he's a very much an opportunist. Like there's, it's interesting that, you know, even though you were like, no way, he still mm-hmm. came back. You know, he's a little like boundaryless, but you know, but like I said, there's yeah. a lot of things that could be going on at play. Mm-hmm. You know, he might've, like I said, f- felt like there was a slight chance and he's gonna, mm-hmm. you know, go after that. And he, listen, he was correct because you did mm-hmm. wind up with him. So, you know, he knew, yeah. but I mean, he does have balls considering, right. you know, how this played out in the beginning. That's all I'm gonna say. And it's going to be so interesting on YouTube, the comments <laughs> this one's going to get, I like it. It's going to be very, you know, uh, heated <laughs> because I think a lot yeah. of people are going to be like, wow, that guy's really fucked up but you know we're gonna hear the good thing about what I do on my show and what I like is that we're gonna hear the whole story so it doesn't just end here you do wind up having a relationship so I would hope by the end of this he's gonna redeem himself but at this point he's really pushy (laughs) (laughs) well and I think part of why he approached it again yeah because throughout us getting to know each other throughout the conversations even you know, that night that we met at the bar, he knew that I wasn't super vanilla when it came to sex. I had, right. I've had some experiences that, you know, are maybe not quite the norm for everybody. Like what? And so I, I, I was <laughs> like, oh gosh, you know, like I've been to sex clubs and had, you know, room full of people Oh, watching. okay, stop. You left that out of this whole conversation and you make me go down this whole analysis that doesn't mean shit. It, like, that's the reason why he was pushing it. Because it turned out that even though he didn't meet you on a lifestyle and he didn't put that out, you guys smelled each other from a mile away and you kind of are in the lifestyle, silly. Well, you know, I have never, like I said, to me, the goal was always a monogamous relationship. You know? I get so it. Like, of course. Listen, yeah. just because you have done those things doesn't mean, and I mean, listen to the yeah. people that you're not looking for a relationship or you're not worthy or, mm-hmm. you know, you don't also, t- you know, that's a totally separate thing. But yeah. that does, that is very, and this is why I have to ask a million questions because that is very yeah. important to this scenario. It does make him appear different. Like I said before, without mm-hmm. that information, the way you, you know, 
presented yourself as like, you know, before this, I had only been so vanilla and I never did any, I mean, you did kind of put yourself out there, you know, and I was, I never knew anyone in the lifestyle. I was, you know, I probably maybe did meet people, but I never knew anyone. This is what you say. Okay. And then I, and then I start to think like, this guy's got like, he's a little boundaryless because he's like pushing and that's kind of fucked up and people are going to go off on him because, you know, and he lied at first and they said, but the, now you're telling me that you explained all this stuff that you did sexually, like go to swingers clubs and all these things. So that does make sense of why he would have, like I said, been like an opportunist and got in there because he's like, oh, this girl you know, is in this world a little bit and has this kind of experience. So if anyone's going to be down, it's her. Yeah. No, definitely. Like I'm I'm not, I'm not close minded when it, when it came to sexual experiences. Um, You know, I've, like I said, I've kind of experimented and explored uh, a lot, but you know, (laughs) when we met, but when we met, that was kind of the goal was this, you know, was a relationship that was one doesn't take, no, no, no. Mm -hmm. Listen, one doesn't take away from the other. They have nothing to do with it. Of course, at all. Like uh, just because you're in the lifestyle or try these things, I don't care if you had gangbangs with 10 guys, doesn't mean that you don't want a relationship (laughs) at some point in your life. Okay. You could even be in a relationship doing those things, but you did, but the re, but you having all those kinds that passed and telling Mm -hmm. him about it on the first date and putting that out there does explain and give him, like, you know, I think people will say less about him with that information Mm -hmm. than without that, if, you know, why he would keep pursuing something, you know. So what are the things, before we go forward with this, because I love this story (laughs) already, um, and I love even all of this, you know, because it just makes it even more interesting. What is... Your backstory on the swingers, clubs, and stuff like give me a little information on that stuff. What did you tell him that first date that you've done? You know what I'm currently using to get myself off? Mystery Vibes Crescendo Vibrator. Oh my God, it's my favorite vibrator that I'm currently obsessed with. It is the world's most flexible vibrator that hits you in all the right spots. And that's because it is bendable. And when I say bendable, I mean fully effing bendable. Wait until you see it. It also has six motors that are divvied out throughout the whole vibrator, which means there are no dead zones like regular vibrators. The whole thing will be vibrating. There are 16 different vibrations you get to choose from and there's an app that goes with it. So you or your partner can control it. And speaking of your partner, the crescendo is for him too. It's for solo play. It's for couple play. It's for anybody. Use your imagination. There's so much you can do with it. There's a reason why the Crescendo has won over 20 international awards, and that's because it's one of a kind. I promise you're going to be as obsessed with it as I am. And this week, I'm going to give you 15% off your Mystery Vibe vibrator. All you got to do is go to mysteryvibe.com and use my code strictly. 15. That's strictly 15. Use it at mysteryvibe.com for 15% off. Thanks, Mystery Vibe, for sponsoring this episode. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Anyone who listens to my show knows that I totally believe in therapy. I've been in therapy many different times in my life, and I'm always pitching it to people who call into my show. The hardest thing about therapy is finding the right therapist. 
And that's why I love BetterHelp so much because they make finding a therapist super easy. All you have to do is fill out a questionnaire. BetterHelp will assess your needs and then they're going to match you with a licensed professional therapist in under 48 hours. BetterHelp is so committed to giving you great therapy that they make it not only easy, but also free to change therapists if needed. And since it's all done online, professional therapists are available worldwide. So you, wherever you're listening to this podcast, you could set up a session. You could do them as video chats, or if you don't want them to see you, you could do it over the phone. BetterHelp therapy is more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available if you need it. Want someone to talk to? Need someone to talk to? Join BetterHelp now. And today, just for listening to my show, you're going to get 10% off your first month. All you got to do is go to betterhelp.com slash strictly for 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash strictly for 10% off your first month. Thanks, BetterHelp, for sponsoring this episode. Well, so to kind of give you some context, when when I, growing up, we, I, did, I had no understanding of, of sex just in general. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you knew the, I knew the basics, but my family, super conservative. We didn't talk about sex. We didn't joke about sex. Like, I didn't have a smartphone where I could just kind of look stuff up and yeah. figure things out. And so really, up through my early 20s, I, I did not know anything. You know, I had had, I had had sex with just kind of a handful of people and it was very boring, you know, and I didn't know any different until I met, um, <laughs> I met this guy that I worked with and he was very, very, he was older than me. He was about 20 years older than me. I was like 21 at the time and we met and he was super patient about, trying to help me figure out what I liked because when we, we were kind of making out and he goes, well, you know, what kind of stuff do you like? And I'm like, I don't know, just like, whatever. Like, I just, I really didn't know. And he's like, no, what, what gets you off? And I'm like, what do you mean? Like I, up until that point, I had never experienced an orgasm and I didn't realize because things felt good, but I didn't realize how much better Mm -hmm. they could be Mm -hmm. until I met this guy. And he was just like, yeah, that's, you know, it's not, not going to work. You just saying like, oh, just do whatever. So the two of us, you know, hooked up quite a few times and he was like super patient with like, you know, teaching me different things and like opening my eyes to all these different things that existed that I, I had never, people had, you know, gone down on me before and it was terrible because I'm like hooking up with, you know, 19 and 20 year olds who also don't know what the heck they're doing. Yeah. So being with this much more experienced guy, totally eye-opening like you know he was um probably the best thing that happened to me in terms of like figuring out what I like when it comes to sex yeah and um but then I got engaged when I was in my early 20s and the sex was terrible it was super boring but I thought well I'm willing to give up great sex because this guy was a really great guy yeah yeah and Mm -hmm. when when that didn't work out it was uh was pretty traumatizing. It was a pretty bad breakup. And I went through a phase then after that, where I just kind of did whatever, whatever I wanted to. And, you know, before him, I had tried really hard to keep like my number low because I <laughs> thought it made me like slutty or something. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I, oh I remember God. a time when I was thinking like a double digit number is like the worst thing that could happen. Right. You know, and then after that breakup, 
you know, I was posting ads on Craigslist and like hooking up with random people at bars. And um, what were you looking for on Craigslist? I might have seen your ads. Oh my gosh. (laughs) You know, sometimes it was just randomly meeting up with someone, you know, for sex. The, The craziest experience I had, I had posted that I was looking for a threesome with two men mm-hmm. and I was, I preferred that the two men knew each other just because that, you know, I thought would make things less awkward, but um, I had talked a little bit more to these two guys. They didn't know each other. We set something up and now looking back, knowing what I know now, one of those men definitely could be a cuck or probably has a partner somewhere who is, you know, where that is his role is, is, you know, he is a cuck. And because when we met up that night, he got there a little early. Um, we were chit-chatting, you know, having a couple drinks. We had, you know, started to play a little bit. The a second guy got there. So, you know, added him in, had a few more drinks. The three of us are, are playing. And then pretty soon, guy number one just kind of totally took a back seat and watched the entire thing and kept asking questions like, is he bigger than me? Does it feel better with him? Like, tell me how good it feels compare oh, yeah, his yeah, dick yeah. to my dick, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking like, Oh Jesus, like, this, you know, I didn't realize that people, that he, anybody would care that especially a man would want to be compared to another man. Yeah. 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 And, um, you know, but now knowing what I know, that makes total sense that that is something that, you know, people love and get off on. But yeah, it was, it yeah, was, you, uh, it was you don't realize that he wants to hear that the other guy has a bigger mm-hmm. dick than him, which is something that you yeah. never tell a guy, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. No. And, um, you know, I met up a, I met up with uh, a guy who, we, we met a couple of times, met for drinks. Um, we had hooked up once. And then one day we're, we're just chatting on the phone and he goes, have you ever like, like, like paid any attention to like, you know, like submissive. Do you think you're submissive? Does that, you know, have you talked about that? Do you know what, I, I didn't even know what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, this idea of being submissive. And the more we talked about it and the more than of course, like me trying to read and learn as much as I could about it um, made total sense. And so kind of explored this sort of Dom sub, you know, exchange with him a little bit more and have done that now much more sense because you know being a submissive is where I feel most comfortable yeah yeah so you know having those experiences with him that kind of um really opened my eyes to where I felt most comfortable and you know most willing to kind of um you know just try different things and experience different things um and then I had gone to I had mentioned like going to the sex club that's when I was much older. I had actually been to that sex club earlier in my lifetime as a, when we were at a bachelorette party before I was ever engaged. We were like, I was maybe 22 or 23 went to this club and watched a man tie up a woman on a sex swing with like, um, you know, the old telephone cord that was like curly. Yeah. 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 Kind mm-hmm. of telephone. Yeah. yeah. He was tying her up with that curly Q telephone cord and she was you know, blindfolded and had in a ball gag. And I remember just being fascinated right. by that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I ended up, at, you know, telling this guy that he, he's a dom. I ended up telling him about it. And he's like, oh, well, then let's try it. And that was like the first experience I had being 
you know, restrained in any way. So yeah, <laughs> I had a, you know, my, my late twenties into my thirties was kind of full of some experimentation like that. Right. And so some of it went down on Craigslist, like it were the, uh-huh. those two guys. Did you ever do more mm-hmm. than that on Craigslist or was that the most guys at one time? You know, randomly, no, just two. Yeah. <laughs> just two. Never, I never know with and, you. I'm sorry, but like, you know, I got to ask the questions because I don't know what's coming out of your bag. I mean, it's like a surprise as you would have missed all this stuff if I didn't ask the right questions and quote unquote interrupt you. I'm so glad I did. <laughs> no worries. Yeah, so, no, but that was it. Like, nor- normally, I'd use Craigslist just to kind of hook up with, you know, or meet up with someone, and, um, yeah, but two people, two men, that was the most. Yeah, most but let I me ask you there. this. Did any of your mm-hmm. girlfriends know that you were doing this stuff? Was this, like, a secret life that you were living that, you know, your friends would have been surprised that you were doing this stuff? Um, Probably, so, no, I, I don't have, I have a friend now who knows, um, about the situation I'm in currently, yeah. But of of like my girlfriends, they're you know married with younger children, and they didn't. This yeah, this would have been shocking to them. I think right. So you were doing this stuff know. on because I would listen. I would think most people you wouldn't tell your friends because a lot of girl like no. your girlfriends would have been very judgy. Even you yeah. said you had that feeling like if your numbers went in the double digits, you would be considered a whore. That's your own judgment, right? So of course mm-hmm. it's hard to tell your girlfriends like, hey, I'm posting ads on Craigslist and just hooking up with random <laughs> dudes. You know, <laughs> you know, your girlfriends are gonna be like, what the fuck? So I was assuming that you kept this all a secret mm-hmm. but when you meet this guy in the bar that night mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. brings up these kinds of is it like you know you're just drunk talking and the more you get drunk the you're loosening up like how does this stuff come out that you wind up telling him this stuff so he had mentioned that he had been a part of the swingers lifestyle prior right um he oh, was right, in a right. relationship. Yep. Yeah. So he had been in a relationship before with an older woman. Uh, they had been in the lifestyle for quite some time. That relationship had ended a couple of years before. Yeah. And so he, you know, he just kind of said, you know, what do you think about that? Is that ever something that you would be open to? And I was super honest at the time and just said, you know, I don't, I don't think that's for me. I don't know. I don't really know what that would look like. You know, my concern is how, you know, how would I navigate my emotions mm-hmm. through that yeah. situation? So, but, but then that kind of opened the door to us talking about other experiences that we had had. So he knew that I wasn't necessarily open to being a swinger, but that I wasn't super vanilla when it came to sex. Yeah. Right. You had, so tri- you had been to a swingers club more, mm-hmm. on more than one occasion. You told him about yeah. that kind of stuff. Well, he didn't know, he did not know that I had been to a swingers club because sometimes I was, you know, I'm a little afraid to like share too much. Yeah. I did tell him I had gone to the club and just watched. I did not tell him that I had gone to a club, that same club later and actually hooked up with someone. Yeah. Um, you know, one other situation that I, I used to date this guy that was in the military and he moved, he got restationed somewhere else. So he wasn't as close to me. And we would set up, we would set up video calls so that he could, you know, call in and I would have another guy over and he would just watch us, you know, at my, at my apartment. I, did, I hadn't thought about that. Oh my God, time. I love you. You're so <laughs> hilarious. Oh, by the way, I forgot about this one, you know. I didn't. Oh my God. <laughs> 
Yeah, so he would, you know, occasionally say, hey, you know, I'm free this weekend. Can you can you find somebody? So, yeah, I, w- I would use Craigslist for that as well. Okay, so wait a second. Thing. I love these little naughty things. So you bring a guy over. He's like on a web. He's like watching mm-hmm. through your computer. Does the other guy yeah. know or does he not know? Yes. So on Craigslist, I would say, you know, hey, my, you know, my friend wants to watch over webcam he's not going to be in the room but you know the the computer will be set up so that he can watch you know if you're down with that hit me up and yeah it was not hard to find people who were into it of course not I think it'd be a lot harder if you were the guy trying to find the girl that would be down for that but as the female I think it's always easier and that's probably that's also why you know your guy came chasing after you because it's hard to find that female that's going to join in uh, yeah. you know as the yeah. unicorn that's why they call it the unicorn but wait back to that little scenario so how you know how many times did you do that about you know bring the guy home for that guy oh you know like three or four times and was it hard yeah. to you did you enjoy having your guy watch you like were you into that did you do it more for him or was it a turn on <laughs> to you too Oh, it was definitely a turn on for me too. you know, kind of being an exhibitionist, mm-hmm. you know, was something I didn't necessarily realize I liked, but as I've, you know, kind of experimented a little more and put myself out there a little bit more, definitely enjoy, uh, I enjoy being, being watched. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was, it, you know, obviously he enjoyed it, but then, yeah, it was definitely fun for me as well. Right. Okay. So you, did you tell him about these experiences? You told him about some of this stuff. I told him about some of this stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And definitely talked to him about feeling more comfortable, you know, as like sort of a more submissive partner when it came to sex. And he's definitely on the dom end of, the, of that spectrum. Yeah. So, yeah, we, you know, there was a lot of things that definitely we were on the same page about. Mm-hmm. You know, neither one of us is a super close minded when it comes to sex or anything like that. So, so yeah. I, when he hit me up again a couple of days after that initial text message, you know, that I think he he knew that maybe he could, you know, he had an in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. So, yeah. well, no, he, you know, you, you, there were some similarities. You weren't totally mm-hmm. like, oh my God, no fucking way. You guys obviously had good sex in the back right. of that car that time. There was that instant connection. I think a lot of times when you feel that chemistry with somebody, it's a, it's going both ways or else it wouldn't totally be there. So he right. obviously felt it too. Now, how mm-hmm. do you go from you not being interested in it to you winding up seeing him again that next time? So, you know, we talked a little bit more. Um, I, you know, he called me about four or five days later and we talked a couple, you know, for a few days in a row and, and agreed to get together the next weekend. So, uh, it was about two weeks later mm-hmm. from, you know, from that first time that we met and we went to dinner and, you know, got a hotel room and it was, you know, even better the second time, <laughs> the second time around. Right. Yeah. And, well, now uh, it's like loaded and now it's like, if yeah. you're going to be into it, the whole scenario mm-hmm. you could get in, if you're yeah. going to go there, right. And you're mm-hmm. something, you know, that could be a real turn on to the, to somebody if you're yeah. open to it. Yes. Well, and, you know, the the two weeks in between, we really did spend a lot of time talking about, you know, he answered all my questions. And obviously, after that initial him not being very forthcoming, he was super open to, to 
you know, answering whatever questions I had and, and explaining how things worked and what stuff meant that I would come across when I would read things on the internet and that yeah. kind of thing. So super helpful. And, you know, obviously having a lot of questions about how does his wife factor into this? Yeah. You know, how, mm-hmm. how would she, what is her role in all of this? Um, how does that normally work? And really this is kind of a new situation for him to navigate as well because he had not tried to find somebody in this way before. Typically they, he would meet people at, you know, parties or they had a whole group of friends in Southern California that they spent time with. So he didn't have to try to go out and actively meet these new people, right? They, he met people that were already in the lifestyle. So this was kind of new for him to navigate. And I I don't know, it was, uh, I think it was good for both of us because it forced him to really stop and think about their rules and how I fit into that. And, you know, he had to be pretty open with me about it because again, this was all brand new for me. Mm -hmm. So, um, but you also know, for it, him it, on some level, because he was, yeah. this is not going to be a one-off. This was, now you guys are sort of negotiating a relationship mm-hmm. moving forward, something more than just a one-time deal. Like, how could you right. make this work yeah. for a while? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if either one of us thought it would last as long as it has. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, I, I we both, I think both of us recognized it. yeah, it wasn't just going to be kind of a... A one-time gig. Yeah, because, like, listen, what are you going to, you know, who's going to be talking all that kind of nonsense with each other for all those hours and going through all the rules and regulations for another Mm -hmm. one time, you know? It's like, Mm -hmm. you guys were setting up an arrangement, Mm quote-unquote. Like you said, yeah, you didn't realize it's going to be two years later, but Mm -hmm. it's obvious that it's going to be for a while, or I Mm -hmm. don't think you would have, like, signed up for it. I think, you know, it was like, maybe that's what was intriguing about it too besides the good Mm -hmm. sex it was going to give you more than you know less than maybe what you went in there but more Mm -hmm. than what you thought of after that for initial text Uh, yeah well and he was always very upfront about saying like I'm never going to ask you to stop trying to date other people I'm not going to ask you to not see other people yeah if you meet somebody and and that's you know and you think there is you know, something there, you, all you have to do is tell me and Mm -hmm. I'm not going to, I'm not going to make a stink about it. I'm not going to tell you, you know, don't leave me. You know, I I know that if you find somebody, then great. And I'm going to be happy for you. So it wasn't like it was placing any restrictions on me Mm -hmm. either, which Mm -hmm. was, which was nice. Yeah. So when does the wife come into the picture as far as like Mm -hmm. you meeting her or her watching you guys have sex or like what goes down and, you know, once you guys are like a threesome? So we met up a couple of times the the same kind of way where we would just get a hotel room and, you know, you know, spend the night. And uh, it happened like that for maybe three weeks. And then we were together one night and he said, you know, hey, next time, uh, next time we get together, you should come to my place. My wife will be there and you guys can meet and we'll sort of see how things go. And, you know, uh, what do you think? <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I was, I was a nervous wreck because as much as I had heard about her, as much as, you know, we had talked about the situation and, and what that would really look like, the reality of it, uh, terrified me in a mm-hmm. way because, um, you know, it, it, uh, what is she going to think of me? Like, 
I, I was super concerned about like, was she going to like me? You know, course, like, yeah. I just want it to be weird, mm-hmm. especially if we were ever going to see each other again or, you know, hang out. I didn't, I just, I wanted her to, to like me enough so that it wasn't like this awkward thing. If the three of us, you know, were, were around each other. So, right. Yeah. So I went down to their place and we, I think we were watching like Monday night football or something, which kind of, you know, there was something to watch, something to kind of talk about. He made dinner. We all kind of hung out and she's like, let's totally, I, I, we, we, we really get along now. Mm-hmm. So she, she and I have hung out together without him right. now. So, yeah, so we, yeah, we got along. And the first thing I texted when I left his house that night was like, what did she think? Like, <laughs> did she like me? You know, kind of thing. And yeah, so, and it, we, yeah, not, but that first night, you know, when I got there, I was, I was super nervous and I didn't know really what to expect in terms of what would happen that night. Yeah. And, sexually um, speaking, right. Cause that's, cause that's what exactly. I'm curious about. Like, did that go down or how, <laughs> you know, what happened? Yeah. So we, we were, you know, watching the football game and, and hanging out and eating dinner. And then, you know, he pulls out his dick and he says, you know, Hey, you know, suck me off. And I kind of looked at him like, are you, I mean, is this really happening? And, <laughs> And he was this like, is in the kitchen you know, me- with his wife. There. Yeah, no, so we were just, we were all sitting on the couch. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, um, I was sitting on the couch and, uh, so actually the two of us, he and I were sitting on the couch and she was kind of sitting on this love seat and, um, you know, he, he pulls it, pulls it out and says, you know, you know, basically suck me off. And I kind of looked at him like, is this really happening? And yeah. he said, you know, don't make me ask you twice. Cause you know, again, it's, Definitely, when it comes to sex for the two of us, there is definitely this kind of power exchange that I really enjoy it. But at the time, I was kind of like feeling very resistant because, again, I'm still super nervous about her being right there. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you know, she's fine with it, but just don't even think about it. And yeah, so I started giving him head on the couch and... Um, she was watching and when, when, um, he ended up bending me over the the couch so that basically I was facing her, Mm -hmm. you know, and was, was doing me from behind. And yeah, she took some, some pictures and some video and, uh, yeah. So that was the the first night we met. Yeah. And she doesn't ever join in or does she just typically watch and like play with herself? I mean, like what is she and I'm sure they have like great sex after you leave or have you ever seen mm-hmm. them have sex together after? Yeah. So at first, um, I would say maybe for like the first six months, the three of us would hang out and, and like, you know, sometimes I would go down there or we would get together and we didn't have sex. Yeah. But, but typically he and I hook up and mostly she just watched initially uh since then like we've interacted in kind of like very pg ways you know like um she's like played with my hair like rubbed my back while he and i are together um she's like uh you know if he's like behind me she's like grabbing my ass cheeks and kind of like you know holding me a little bit um like we've given her a massage together uh, I've, you know, he's been going, he's gone down on her before and I've been playing with her tits, but, um, but nothing past 
nothing more than that mm-hmm. between she and I. Um, and I have seen them together, but only in, in the context of all three of us. So like for his birthday one year, um, we gave him a blowjob together and yeah, he, he fucked both of us that night mm-hmm. while, you know, while I was there, Which, but that doesn't happen often. Right. Most of the time it's her watching you with her husband. Mm-hmm. She's probably like yeah. a cuck queen. That's a new thing on my show. All of a sudden I have a lot of cuck queens on and, you know, <laughs> cause she likes to see her guy with somebody she, else. She does. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And did yeah. you like seeing him? Maybe the submissive person in you is into that kind of, I don't know. It, the, the first time that I saw him with her, mm-hmm. um, or the first time I, I watched them together, it was a weird, it, it was, it was weird. Like, you know, again, as much as I knew that, you know, they're, they're married, they're obviously having sex with each other and, and also with other people, Yeah, you know, so it wasn't like I didn't know this, but the first time I saw it, it was a it was a strange experience, you right. know, just to kind of have to tell myself, like, you knew that this was happening. Yeah, this, they're you know, they're married. It doesn't. And I think a lot of it was just reminding myself that, you know, we this isn't a new thing. You know, he's not going to he's not like not hanging out with you or not fucking you just because his wife is here like you know, this all works. And, you know, so yeah, there was like that initial kind of weird, emotional kind of uh, like that uncomfortable feeling. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, no, it hasn't been problematic really since then. But was it, did it, when you got past that was, is it a turn mm-hmm. on though for you as well? Mm, in in some ways, yeah. Like I, I, I appreciate watching him because he is, he's very good and I can tell that she enjoys it. Yeah. But, um, but it wouldn't necessarily be, you know, it's not high on my list of things that turn me on. Right. 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 But how about you having her watch you? Oh, I love that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Right. So you get into being, so you guys are all perfectly suited for each other for sure. They're, yeah. And they're very lucky. Yeah. You know, it has, it's, um, like I said, I don't, I don't think that any of us thought it would be, you know, two years later and we'd still be hanging out, but yeah, it's, it's worked out pretty well. Well, listen, I don't know where you live, but that stupid thing called COVID happened. So I don't know if that played (laughs) into, you know, you guys being so lucky that you had Mm -hmm. this little arrangement, you know, Mm -hmm. and it kept it going. But let me ask you this. In that Mm -hmm. two years since you have been able to go out and meet people, Mm -hmm. have you? Yeah, yeah. So I've, I I met someone about six months after I started this kind of relationship with them. And initially, he thought that, um, that he was okay with it. Because again, like I try to be open because at this point now, I don't know if monogamous is something I could really do. Mm-hmm. Like if I met someone and that's the, and they were just like, no, it has to be this monogamous relationship. I, I don't know if I could ever really do that at this point. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I met someone about six months later that I was pretty, I was super into and I, and I explained this kind of situation and, and, you know, here's how this works and are you okay with that? And he said, yeah, totally. Like, I'm definitely, definitely okay with it. And it uh, turns out he was definitely not okay with it. Oh, but <laughs> he wanted he, to be okay with it, but he wasn't. He, you know, but he, and he never came out and said that that was the problem. Instead, he would, 
uh, he he would just pick fights about crazy stuff yeah. that didn't have anything to do with this non-monogamous situation. But when when push came to shove, that was really what it came down to. Yeah. He might have, listen, I have to say a lot of times, I remember just spending a lot of years of my life thinking guys were just such fucking liars, you know, because it was just mm-hmm. so obvious where their feelings or their sabotage or their fights fighting words came from yet they mm-hmm. would deny it you know yes. forever and I'm like you, you know mm-hmm. and then I read this book or this theory and it really changed my mind and it, it it talked about how like a lot of times what happens with men right you have a baby you have a boy or a girl they both come out crying but somewhere along the line boys stop crying and girls don't you know and they and so mm-hmm. and what happens is that boys aren't allowed to have feelings at a certain point in their life they get cut off so they stop talking about their feelings and they lose yeah. that attachment to them. So when a guy tells you that he doesn't know why he feels that way or he's not doing it for that reason, he mm-hmm. that's he know that's what he believes because he doesn't have a fucking direct line to it. He doesn't mm-hmm. know that that's where it's coming from. So he's not lying. Right. You know because you're a woman and you've been attached to your feelings and you can make those connections and figure that out and see it for mm-hmm. what it is. But a guy can't because they have lost that attachment of where that comes. So they act out on their feelings and we yeah. see it so clearly. But when they say, that's not why I'm acting that way, they're not fucking lying. They really yeah. don't know. And when I learned that, it really changed my whole view of things. So that guy, mm-hmm. it wasn't like he's sitting at home knowing that it's this reason, but I'm just not going to tell her. You know, mm-hmm. he's just mm-hmm. acting out and it's because it's happening subconsciously and he doesn't really know. Right. He can't put that together. He cannot put that into words for you because he hasn't been able to put his feelings into words since he was little mm-hmm. and his dad told him to stop fucking crying. And his mother said, right. you know, you're a boy. Don't do that. So that's mm-hmm. why guys are that way. So, you know, that makes sense. He probably, yes, you're right. right. It was for that, but he probably couldn't really come out and put that together because, you know, that's the way guys yeah. are. Sorry about my rant, but, yeah. you know, it's, it's no, important. It's in, and it's interesting. I mean, I think that that's like, I don't know why that's not really out there. I had to dig deep to find that guy, mm-hmm. that famous therapist that talks about this, but it is really true and it's it really explains mm-hmm. a lot with guys, I right. think, you know? So anyway, so you're currently with them. You have this yeah. relationship. You're mm-hmm. 40 now. Now, how does mm-hmm. your future look? Like when would you love to meet a guy, have your primary relationship maybe be with another guy and then keep this mm-hmm. relationship going and have that person be open to it? it? I mean, that would be the ideal. Yeah. You know, because and we've talked about that before. He and he and I and, and his wife. And it would be awesome to meet somebody who they got along with and we could, you know, we could hang out and, you know, spend time together. That would be like the dream. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, um, but yeah, I would, I would definitely like to, to find a primary relationship that, you know, allowed me to still kind of keep this connection. Yeah. Now. And so how do you feel about him and her as far as, like, have you been able to see him for all this time 
and, you know, not fall for him? Or have you fallen for him and still been okay with the situation because everyone's like super open and honest about it? Because I think a lot of people that haven't experienced a relationship like this, or quote unquote, you know, would be like, how could you deal emotionally? And maybe it's different mm-hmm. when you're in it that you can manage it and stuff because everybody's so upfront. Like, do you feel like mm-hmm. you really care about him? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And I and he and I have talked about that too, yeah. where you know, we definitely care about each other Yeah. within the, within the sort of confines of, of how, you know, of, of this situation, you know, like I, I know where we stand. I, you know, I know how I fit in, but that doesn't mean that I can't genuinely care about him, you know, more than just like some, you know, random friend that I chat with occasionally, you know, yeah. definitely I care. I care a lot about him. And, and he said that too, that he, cares more about me than he expected to at the beginning. Yeah. But again, it's not, it's not any kind of emotion that, that threatens what, what they have, if that makes sense. Right. And it doesn't make you, and yeah. their relationship doesn't threaten you either. Like you feel uh-uh. secure as well. Cause I think it's important, yeah. you know, I never heard or had somebody speak on the unicorns uh, perspective of things until I had Lola Jean on. She was like an expert, Mm -hmm. but she talked about how, you know, she was being the third person in a couple's relationship and she felt a lot of times like, like her feelings weren't really considered. And it was a really interesting viewpoint that I had never heard of before Mm -hmm. because I'm typically talking to the couples or whatever. And like, even when you said Mm -hmm. like in this situation where, you know, she has the power. So there you are kind of like the pawn. I mean, you could be axed out whenever Mm -hmm. at, you know, you're at their, her mercy. And I think like she Mm -hmm. talked about how those kinds of things for her didn't sit well. And I think for some people it wouldn't. So it it is a little, you know, you have the most insecure position, but you've been doing this for two years and I'm assuming Mm -hmm. that you, you feel secure in that relationship. And that's, what's interesting to hear to me. Yeah. Well, and definitely. And I think too, that we, we've had, we've come, you know, we've had issues before, like we've gotten arguments before, but it didn't really have anything to do with, um, the two of them so much as it was just kind of, I felt like I was left out of communication. The two of them are so good about communicating with each other. That's what this girl talked about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, that often, I shouldn't say often, but occasionally I have felt like he didn't, uh, communicate with me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we've, as you know, he and I have, have hooked up with other people, you know, together and oh. we, <laughs> yeah. And then we, you know, it had another single guy over once. So it was the four of us together. Um, and those kinds of situations were, I think, harder to navigate where it was like people that weren't her because, you know, the two of them reconnect and they talk about it, but I didn't necessarily have that kind of reconnection sort of conversation. And that has caused the most issues. Right. Where, mm-hmm. So, so yeah, that, um, but I mean, we went through a time where we stopped even talking. It, I just said, you know, I think I'm done. Like I, I had reached a point where I thought I, I, this isn't for me any longer. And, uh, we, we didn't talk probably for about a month or so. And he reached out to me. I actually happened to be on a date and he mm-hmm. called me Right. and I didn't pick up right away. And he, 
you know, sent me a text message that just said, hey, you know, I get it if you are screening your calls and you don't want to see me. But, um, you know, I miss you. I wish we could chat. And, and, you know, we talked and I was able to kind of explain why I was that frustrated to, to end things. And, you know, things have been um, a lot better, a lot better since then. Right. So uh, real quick before we go, mm-hmm. okay, you just threw another thing out there that like you have had <laughs> third people involved. Like, so it's mm-hmm. always been another guy and with you and him, correct? Okay. So no, actually in both, in both situations, we, it was the two of them and me and we brought in another single guy. So the four of us yeah. kind of played together it, that was actually somebody that she had played with before okay. that they had experience with. Right. And so when the, he actually lives out of state, he just happened to be here um, on business and they had talked a little bit uh, through a website, set something up that two, you know, his wife and this guy hooked up. And so the next time he was, well, actually they hooked up. It was great. I ended up going to that guy's state for like a little mini vacation mm-hmm. and she told me the wife said hey here's this guy's number i'm gonna let him know that you're gonna be in his you know yeah. area you should definitely reach out see if you can't you know hook up with him on your trip and so i hit the guy up and he was like oh great you know i was hoping you would reach out anyway we didn't connect then because he was somewhere else for business so we didn't hook up then but the next time he came to california they invited him over and I joined and the four of us, yeah, spent some time together. That was, you know, fun. Right. So it was always the third person was always involved with you and him when she was there. Never that was solo with him. Yeah. So he, no, in that, so we have not uh, ever just he and I and an, another person, you know, right. like, a, a, yeah, but well, but we have had it. He and I have met up with another couple. So, that they had hooked up with before he and I then met up with this couple a little bit later and the four of us hung out. So, so yeah, you know, hang out, hang out is mean like code for sex, right? Yeah. So wait, wait, so what went down in that? Was it like a full swap or, I mean, so he really wanted and this. So the husband, he really wanted to watch me and this, this couple because the wife of, of that couple is, is by. Yeah. And he, at this point, like I said, outside of the very kind of PG rated interactions with his wife, I have never had any kind of interactions with, with a female. Yeah. And so he really wanted to watch her go down on me, you know, and then her husband being involved. And so, yeah, so that was kind of how that went. He didn't hook up with the female. They, you know, kind of played around a little bit, but, focus of that evening was myself and the other couple. Right. And how did you enjoy that your first time with the girl, with the female? Oh, that, it was, I, I don't know what I was expecting. <laughs> I was kind of nervous, but mm-hmm. it was a lot of, it was a lot of fun. She's um, super open. Like, you know, she had no problem just sort of like, okay, no problem. And taking off her clothes and like getting right down to business. <laughs> Right. you know, with another, with me. And I was kind of like, I don't know, like I've never navigated any of this, but, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. but because, because she's so confident, it was kind of, it made it easier for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then her husband loves watching his wife with other women too. 
And so it, yeah, that, that, um, was a lot of fun, but the two of them, like he's, he, we have some videos of that too, but at one point I'm like laying on the couch and her husband is on one side of me, the wife is on the other side and they're both, you know, playing with my tits and like rubbing my clit and, you know, kind of taking turns going down on me. Uh, so yeah, that was a, definitely a fun experience. And his wife wasn't there. He was, but there was videos of that. And so his wife, Mm -hmm. I guess, gets those videos too. They're for her. Yeah. She got to see that. And he'll, you know, uh, sometimes she's not around when he and I get together, but he'll, you know, maybe he'll video call her so she can watch for a little bit, or he'll just send pictures to kind of, so she can see what's going on. Right. he, He definitely keeps her in the loop. Wow. What a story. Katie, 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 I can't yeah. wait to hear what's next for you. I just think it's so funny how you started off this thing saying like, oh, I was just always into just like strictly anonymous stuff. And like, oh, but you're so much more <laughs> not that person. You've done a lot. Your story was so fascinating. I love that I had to ask a million questions and get to it. I love when I don't know and you didn't even uh-huh. know and all this stuff new because it's just like such a surprise. So this was really like such a, it's going to be, it's such a great episode and I love your story and I love your naiveness in telling it. It just added to it for me. I swear. I don't know why. It's like opening up a president like, oh, there's another president here. What? It's like, I don't know. It's like, I feel like if I talked to you for another hour, I could have found out 10 more other things, but you know, whatever. Thank you so much for calling in. This was like very really a great story. I don't know what I'm going to title it, but it is going to air ASAP. Let me ask you this before we go. A lot of people sure. send me pictures for my Patreon. They're not, I don't do any X-rated pictures, but they, and they're anonymous pictures, but they could be sexy mm-hmm. pictures. They always say R-rated, you know, and so people could see, kind of put uh, something to the voice and the story. If you want to, would you be interested in sending me any pictures for my Patreon? I, I could probably do that, yeah. Okay, so you'll send me pictures. I'll have those up on Patreon for people to see. Uh, thank you so much, Katie. I keep forgetting your name. I'm always juggling like the real name, the <laughs> fake name, the email name, you know. <laughs> that is so funny. Thank you so much for this story, Katie. Thank you for calling but, in and telling it. Thank you for having me. Will those? Will that couple, let me ask you this, last question. Will you be telling that couple that you were on my show and let them listen to it, or is you going to keep this a secret from them? I I haven't just I haven't decided yet. Yeah, interesting. Let yeah. me know. He knows. Yeah, he knows that I discovered your your podcast recently, and he started listening to it as oh, well. Oh God, then so, he's going to know. You have to tell him uh, first. Well, so I wonder, yeah, if if yeah, I'm going to if when it posts, because I, I don't want him to hear it know it's me and you have not told him yes because it's going to be titled so perfectly that he's going to be like wait a second that's my situation and then even though your voice is going to change he's going to know it's so specific your whole story that's what I love about it it's so not typical that he will definitely know so you know I think you should tell him ahead of time you don't have that long because I'm going to air it ASAP so get to it He'll love it. Him and his wife will love it. It's all good. It's all good. All right. And make sure to go to YouTube because everyone's going to be commenting. It's going to be a salacious thing. I will. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much for calling in and send me those pics. Thanks, Katie. Thanks. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.
Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.